Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to the Wrath of Khan Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and gush over Star Trek II, the Wrath of Khan, one minute at a time. I'm Chris LaSalle. And I'm David Stoker. Hello, David. Hey, Chris. How's it going? Oh, great. Excited to be talking about another minute. I am very Uh, excited. Yeah, baby. So we're talking about Minute 41 today. Um, Minute 41 starts with Savick saying, prepare for warp speed. In just that inflection, by the way, which we'll yes. talk about. Yes. Uh, and ends a minute later with uh, Joachim. Joachim. Joachim saying, you have proved. You have proved what? You have proved. Now, so I guess before we get started, uh, we kind of, I think I asked the question in, in minute 40, uh, Kirk, Minute 40 came on the bridge and said, I'm taking over as yep. of, you know, 1800 hours, I'm, I'm in charge. Um, and I think I asked you the question in minute 40 was, shouldn't have Savick have immediately stood up and gotten out of the captain's chair at that point? Yes, I, uh, I concur with that. You told me to wait. And the first line is another perplexing uh, moment. Like, a, yes, she should have gotten out of that chair. Like, as, as soon as he says, I'm assuming command, she should have known that he is now the, quote, captain of the vessel. Right. And she is, even though Spock gave her the the bridge for the, um, which brings up a larger point here. I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm right. going to expand on my thoughts on this whole little two-second blurb here of her in the chair. So the whole conversation with Kirk and Spock happens back in Spock's quarters. So Spock is no longer on the bridge, but she is still maintaining the helm or maintaining the captain's chair. Yep. So is she, when Spock is not on the bridge, is she the de facto number one for a lack of a better term? I would think so. I'm sure it's one of those things where, you know. Mr. Sulu, you have the con, you know. Right. That, so that random, you know, and they always just throw out, you're in charge now, which it's so they always it's so uh, offhand, like you know, you're yeah. in charge of the ship. That's a big deal, right. right? So they're still on the training crew, so I can understand seeing that, you know, Spock is, you know, there. Sulu's indulging himself. They're flying around the the solar system or the local galaxy or whatever they're doing, um, but. I think when he comes on the bridge and he's, you know, I'll stop and, uh, you know, basically says, you know, I'm by order star for the command. I'm I'm taking command of this. I'm assuming command of this vessel. Right. And she should recognize and be like, well, I guess I need to go back to my science station or go back to my station, wherever it may be, and let him sit in the chair, which I'm further perplexed by her saying prepare for warp speed. Because yeah, well, that would be Kirk's line. Right. So maybe, yeah, and actually, okay, so as we're spiraling down this hole of what does Savick do when she's not acting captain, is she the executive officer? Is she, what right. is her, she's lieutenant, well, lieutenant commander, wait, lieutenant commander? Um, I think she's just lieutenant. 
Lieutenant Savage, I think it's junior grade or something. Is it? Yes. Is the, I know there's a junior grade mixed in there, but so yeah. So we need to find out. I think is homework. Is so what is her, what is her role if she's not the trainee captain? Right. Right. Because um, I don't know. Yeah, and I just and even you know to go a step farther. I mean, she says prepare for warp speed and. And we've talked about her with emotion, and mm-hmm. is there fear in her eyes? Is there fear in her voice? There like, is something in her voice, and I, I think I said that at the beginning when I was introing, right? So yeah. The way she says it, prepare for warp speed, there's something in her voice. Yeah, and, and I didn't and I'm not know if it, sure. Yeah, I didn't know if it was fear or something else. Like, she's already struggling with her performance. I mean, she clearly has reservations because she you know, track down Kirk in the hallway and they had a big discussion about her performance in the Kobayashi Maru and, you know, this is her first time taking a vessel out. Um, you know, now that they're going to warp speed and actually going on active duty, I, I, I believe that she is feeling a little bit of that fear that her Romulan side is allowing her to feel, you know, it's a little bit of that emotion seeping out. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, maybe that's it. Uh, yeah, because you see, she's got a look on her face too. She doesn't look super confident. She says it. Yeah, there's definitely something in the way she looks and the way she speaks it that I almost, you know, she's almost like looking at the ground and being like, "Oh God." Yeah. You know, right, we're right. going to warp speed here. Like we're actually doing something. This is legit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I definitely don't read. Ooh, I'm excited that we're going on, a, you know, a real mission, which you know I would almost expect. Well, I I see fear in everybody. Like, I almost feel like even Sulu's kind of like, not fear, but he's like, you know, so much for the little training crews. You know, he's like, oh, what have we gotten ourselves into this time? Yeah, and I'm sure he's coming from the the angle of, these cadets just killed me a couple of days ago. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I I mean, we see Cadet Todd and you know, blonde haired boy. And they clearly, um, are like, what is going on? Yeah. We get the couple reaction shots from them. Um, before, before we go f- too far in, uh, yep. just right back at the beginning of the minute. So, um, uh, I found it, I also found it weird. So Samick, uh, you know, telling everybody prepare for warp speed. My assumption is she's doing, she's telling the ship to prepare for warp speed because Kirk, already told scotty that we're going to warp speed right he yeah in the last minute he said uh yeah. that you know we're going to be going to warp speed and then he says uh you know sulu says back to him and says course plotted for regular one and then at the end of the minute he says engage warp and i know this we're we're sort of splitting hairs bear because it's like one minute and the last minute it's like not like five minutes in between these things so it's like you know, Kirk says, engage warp ep- engines, and then she says, prepare for warp speed. And then it's like, you know, he says this little this little dialogue, and then he's like, warp five. Ooh. Well, what, 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 what are you engaging the warp engine? Is that like warming them up? Like you're starting the, you know. Right. Do you see what I'm getting at there? I do, I do. You're wondering what's the procedure checklist for firing up the warp engines. Right. And I will say, I'm not a fan of any kind of procedure at all i would think there's just the just the the shifter on you know the dashboard is warp speed just you just punch it right yeah yeah warm stuff up i mean the course is laid in emergency yeah Yeah, if they've an emergency don't they have to just blast into warp speed they got all this 
engage, tell, I got to tell the engineering about it. I got to tell, warn the whole ship. And, and that was my question. They don't normally, I, I don't remember them ever telling the whole ship in the series, the other films, oh, we're going to warp speed. Well, nope. why do they have to tell everybody? I, I, my only answer to that could be because it was a training cruise and there's probably more cadets on the ship than there are actual personnel. Right. It's not like they have to hold on or anything. Which would be funny. Well, and th- I guess that brings up the larger question is, how many of them been on a starship and been uh, to warp speed? Like, maybe this oh. is a first for some of them. Like, I think uh, you pointed out in the novel, and I know it's not canon, but, you know, uh, I think you said something to the effect that Savick had so many simulations. Yeah, right. Like, obviously, the Kobayashi Maru is a simulation, and there are other simulations they can do on the planet, but are these, you know, by announcing prepare for warp speed, are most of the cadets not ready for that? Like, is this the first time for them? You know, she clearly has not taken a ship out. Right, right. Yeah, maybe they have to warn them. Maybe there's like a, you know, like a, a space seasickness you might get from going to warp that first time, right? You're not really prepared for it. You get the bends, like when you come up too fast from the... Uh, yeah, the bottom like of the ocean. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's, ama- uh, it's amazing that this one little bit like can provide so much uncertainty. <laughs> I know. Like, what's the? Pro- I need the procedure manual, but I don't want the procedure manual. But I kind of need to know that. That's I. Uh, I think that's one thing that's kind of fun about the, this movie, and you know, the whole right. You know, the, the, a lot of people compared to the naval aspects to it, and the, you know, there's um, well, the military aspects, but there's also a lot of. You get to see a lot of these, I guess, procedures, right? Right, yeah. Prepare for warp, engage the warp engines, do, you know, so it's boom, 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 you get all this. It's not just hit the button and go. Right. Uh, and I, I'm sure that it's being done deliberately um, to make it feel more like a naval ship. Right. And I, I'm going to bring up the, the reboots because clearly in the reboots, like at the beginning of the, you know, the, the first movie, um, when uh, the captain says, you know, we're going to the, you know, we're going to Vulcan. And then he says, you know, punch it. Like, Sulu clearly, you know, has the the handle that he actually physically shows that he's going to warp speed. And there is no engage warp engines. There is no prepare for warp speed. It's basically plot the course, punch it. You know, that's it. Right, right. And he didn't have it. He had the, he he forgot to, was the parking brake? Was that the joke? Yeah. Yeah, the parking (laughs) brake on. (laughs) That was clever. Um, All right. So moving on, I guess, uh, Kirk gives his little, little, I don't know, speech, you know, sorry, yep. I knew none of you expecting this, have to, you know, uh, I'm going to ask you guys all to grow up a little sooner than you expected, and that's when we get some of the reaction shots from Cadet Todd and Cadet Blondie, Yep. And even Savick, we get another little uh, reaction from her, although, right. you know, hard, hard to read. Um, uh, uh, just one, one is uh, the blonde cadet, and I, I should have his name. I know what his name is, and it's escaping me at the moment. Um, his, his display, I, mean, I don't know if you get to see his display. Um, it's actually the solar system. There's a. Yeah, you can a see Jupiter. Sol and Jupiter, yeah. Yep. Uh, and then it's like a star, it looks like star, a star field or a star chart, I presume. So yep. that's kind of, uh, I like that little, I don't know, uh, attention to detail or some of the details that. Like oh okay that's that's probably legit they're they're leaving the solar system and that's right uh, that's what you would see um, so I like that yeah and it clearly shows that they are just on that training training cruise that they are 
indulging themselves in the local solar system. Right. Sorry, I was just going back to find this cadet's name. I, I can't find it, and it's bothering me now. <laughs> I will find it, I promise. Um, so, yeah, it's he, uh, um Kirk also just, you know, after he gives a speech, and he, he leans over to Sulu, and he says, does he say Warp 5 Sulu, or does he say Warp 5 Mr. Sulu? Because if he says Sulu, that's so, very... I've listened to this a couple times, and I know we've we talked about this a little bit offline because it was bugging me. I almost feel like he says warp fives, like he doesn't even say Sulu. Like I'm warp like fives. it's like it's almost like he's he wants to say warp five, Mister Sulu, or warp five. I don't think I've ever. Does he ever call him Sulu, or does he always call that, him Mister Sulu? That was my question. That's what I was wondering too. I'm like, oh, it, it's got to be. I feel like it's always Mr. Sulu. I feel like there's maybe a mistake there. Like, I hear, and I've listened to it a bunch of times, I still hear just Warp 5s. Like, I, almost like he wanted to say Warp 5, but then maybe the line really was Warp 5, Mr. Sulu, and then he just sort of combined them all into one, Warp 5s. Yeah. <laughs> warp 5s. Um. So we get this little, well, not snarky remark, but, you know, Sulu's always good for a little comic relief. So much yep. of a little training cruise, um, wherever and whatever he was indulging himself with has obviously been, we'll never know. Yes. But, but he must, but uh, he must have, they must have still been in the solar system. Yep. Right. Because they were near Jupiter. I, I, I mean, based on, you know, Cadet Blondie's uh, screen, they must have been somewhere yeah. near Jupiter. Right. So, um so we get our first, I think this is the first shot of the Enterprise going to warp. Yep. Right? I think it's the film? first shot of any vessel in the movie going to warp. Yeah. And uh, what do you think about this? This, I mean, there's. I think there's, uh, there's a few different kinds of warp special effects, right? This one is very similar to what they did in the motion picture, right? A yep. lot of the, the kind of the rainbow burst. Actually, the rainbow burst is not really in this one. Yeah, obviously that. there's, you know, this could be another poll question that we ask our you know, <laughs> listeners, because, uh, you know, we talked about the bridges and what's your favorite bridge. And, you know, we both said ours and, the, you know, there's been good discussion, which I'm, you know, happy about. But now, which is your favorite going to warp animation? Like, is it something like classic like this? Is it Next Generation? Is it the reboot where it sort of stretches out and really gets elongated? And, you know, is it is it one of the, you know, the A, B, C, D... E versions of the Enterprise? Is it another right. ship? Wait, is there an E? There is an E. I believe the E was in Nemesis. I think someone actually oh, pointed someone might have pointed that out on the um, on the forums or on yeah. the on the on the Facebook. It, it took all of I think it, when I put when I posted that that survey on the on the Rathacon uh, Listener Federation, uh, <laughs> I, I posted that and I deliberately added one on there as a joke, like. It, did I forget any? Right. And within like within like a minute, somebody's like, uh, "Yeah, you forgot this one, and this one, and this one." I'm like, oh. so I, I totally claim personal bias that I only listed the ones that I like. <laughs> Clearly, I like the most. And right. I left some out. Uh, but you're right. They, there is the E. Um, but yeah, warp effects. I I mean, uh, the original series didn't really have any warp effects, right? It was they just the, the star fields were just moving. Um, yes. So this is this is uh, probably the second time we've seen seen the Enterprise go to warp and. Um, and even I'm the, gonna go. I'm gonna go out on a limb, or not a limb. I'm gonna say, uh, I, 
because I just watched uh, the Star Trek reboot uh, this weekend. Yep. Um, just I want We haven't seen. I haven't seen Star Trek Beyond yet, and I'm I'm, I'm feeling the pressure to get to get out there and see it. But I wanted to uh, see it with the kids and, and take them through because uh, they haven't seen yeah. either of the new ones. Um, I really like the warp in in the reboots because <laughs> it's you know you get that it just kind of st- stretches for a second and bang it's yeah, gone right you get there this huge concussion you know sound of like you know if it was you know if you're breaking the sound barrier kind of thing in space it's it, it's very satisfying right no and i i like the little you know i think you see like the little star field too like uh, you know particles um on the nacelles when they when they when they go Oh, do you? I don't, I don't think I noticed that. I, I believe so. Um, anyway, I guess we should be talking about this movie's. <laughs> True. Oh, wait, I mean, what's, do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite? Um, I, I guess I'm kind of partial to the old style, like from, uh, and I'm gonna, I can't believe I'm saying this, but from, you know, motion picture and you know, Krathakan, I just like the simple, going. I mean, it's cool. The new one is cool, and, um, but. Uh, you know, and and even Next Generation had it was, you know, it sort of had that elongated stretch, but it wasn't quite as exaggerated as the reboot. Um, but I, I will say that I did like uh, the original. Okay, the, the original films. Yes, the original films. Yeah, uh, I will say I, I this is probably the Rathacon's probably my second favorite, and and I'm having a lot of fun as we're talking, just scrolling back and forth. And watching it go into warp, because you know you just see all the lights on the ship start to right. Yeah, all, you get all the tracers. They all the, all the lights elongate, and uh, it's super fun to watch and just roll back and forth. Anyway, yeah, no, it's uh, you know, it's definitely part of the lore. So it's you know, let's let the uh, the viewers uh, the viewers uh, the listeners, you know, let us know what their favorites are. You know, maybe they are, you know classic they like the classic or they do like the new or somewhere in between maybe there's a vessel that they liked better than the enterprise going to warp maybe did, did, did uh deep space nine did that have capability to move around it did but i don't think it moved um i don't think it moved in like warp but they had a vessel like in the later seasons they had the i think it was the defiant it was like a little kind of a little smaller starship okay yeah, I'm. I'm only. I think I only watched the first few seasons of DS9. Right. I didn't. I didn't stick with it all the way to the end. Then there's the Voyager, Anywho. and then there's the Enterprise from the, you know, the original Enterprise, the NX. NX. Blah 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 blah. I'll gloss. Yeah, over, I'll gloss over that one because I don't remember <laughs> what the exact prefix was. NX01 is what it was. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, how about that Rathacon? Yes, let's get back to Rathacon. So, yeah, so it goes to Warp, and then we immediately change music to the evil music. Yes. Which we are now seeing the Reliant go overhead, which I love these shots of the Reliant, like, you know, underneath and flying over us. and Yeah. Um, I was going to save it for a later minute, but I'll, I'll talk about it now. The, the, thing I, uh, the thing I love about the Reliant, and I don't know if it's... I don't know which came first, but the Reliant uh, makes me think of a of a predator, a predatory animal. Right. And, oh and yeah. What I don't what I don't know is it's really is it is it because of the way it's designed or or am I or am I really not now biased by because of you know what it does and what the it's film. what you it's going to do? Yeah. I don't know. It um, 
I almost feel like it's like a shark. Yeah. Like you get yep. that feeling like, you know, you watch Shark Week and you see the sharks, you know, from underneath and you see them sort of minute, minute, minute. <laughs> Wrong show. Wrong show. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I think combined with the music, the way they're filming it, yeah, you definitely get that, like, it's on the prowl, it's it's on the hunt for something. Um, we get a new voice. Um, uh the, the helmsman. Yep. Uh, she's saying the course to inter- course to intercept Enterprise is ready, sir. Um, which is a couple things. You know, I think it's okay. Cool. We get to hear her voice. It's got a, kind of a neat accent. And yep. I've never really paid attention to it before, and and I'm assuming it is the the woman sitting at the helm next to Joaquin yep. who said that, even though we don't get to see her because it's off camera. Right. Um, and uh, uh I don't know what my question. I guess my question is: so the Enterprise is it, again. We go. We, we've we've had these timing discussions before. Like, you know, how much time is happening between everything? But right. So they, so they, Reliant knows where Enterprise is. Right. If they're sending an intercept course. Right. They must. They well. I mean, we had this sort of discussion, and there was a, again another good discussion on Facebook about the you know who was jamming the Enterprise, who was jamming the signal. Yep. And, you know, you had brought up whether it was Carol doing it intentionally to get Kirk to come out. Was it Khan? And then um, was it Tom or Pete? I can't remember which one it was, but uh, had said maybe it was David because he was, um, you know, his distrust and dislike of the, you know, the Starfleet. Yeah, he was trying to lure him out because he wanted to give Kirk a smack. Right. Um, But I think, you know, I think this furthers my point where it was probably the reliant because if they know where they are they you know they're they must have tabs on the other ships and that must have been a way for them to jam the signal Uh, okay yeah i see i'll buy that um so we cut to the bridge yep right and it's a couple things of so things to note uh con and the woman uh with the back to the camera, she's at the back of the bridge. Yep. The back, they have they're wearing somebody's jackets. Yep. Uh, so I think that's you know our first indication. This is the first time we've seen them since since Seti Alpha Five. Yep. Since the Seti Eel scene, first time we've seen all these guys. So you know I think we can read into this that I only see Terrell and Chekhov. We see coats with nobody in them, right? That you know Khan and, and this woman is wearing them. So you know the big question mark is uh oh. Right, what yeah. happened to the crew? What happened to Beach? And what happened to uh, Commander Kyle? Yep. Are these are those their coats? Well, one, that's what I was going to say. Is like she's wearing a gray pin. Like that's wasn't that Beach's color? And it might have been. Um, I think Commander Kyle was brown, which I don't think that uh, I think Khan is wearing one of the white ones. Yeah, it looks like it looks it looks white to me. Um, so it's just an interesting choice. So you know, is Khan wearing one because uh, you know he's cold? Right. Yeah. <laughs> or, or is he wearing it because, uh, you know, it's like just like um, what's it like a, a almost a trophy? Whatever he did to that guy. Yeah, I feel like it's almost like you know, uh, it's almost like the pirates have plundered their, you know, they mm-hmm. they captured another ship and this is their, you know, they're wearing the jacket of the other captain and, uh, right. you know, sort of, the spoils of war type thing. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I agree with that. You can see. I can see Khan's robes are just draped over his chair yes you can see those tie-dye robes we talked about yep um, 
and uh, and I think this is I don't I don't think we've talked about this, and you can tell me if we have. So this is so now we're getting to the point that so Khan and his crew are on Reliant. Yep, they're on the bridge of the Reliant. Have we talked about now the going back to the budget of this film and how they save money and what they've and what they do with the bridges? I think we I think we mentioned it about uh, how similar they are and the color scheme. But I think so the, we so the wit, so we didn't really go into detail. I don't think we went into too much detail. Yeah. So this is then for those who, who may not know this. So the, the the way they save save money in the film is that they actually only had one bridge set for both Reliant and Enterprise, and it was just redressed. Um, and I believe they shot all the Reliant scenes first uh, because of Ricardo Montalban's availability. Right. Um, so they shot all this stuff first, and then. Uh, repainted the doors, shuffled around some of the chairs, and and maybe maybe even the stations. I don't know if they rejiggered all that, but uh, and that then became the Enterprise um, set, and even the Kobayashi Maru, the the, the Mark IV simulator set. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of fun to watch for now because I think things are just. I think d- the doors are blue and the trim is blue in here. And yes. That's something. Yeah. A, a ceiling fixture or something that's going to you know play out later later in the film. Anyway, so we'll talk about that more, I think, as we spot stuff. I'm going to be keeping an eye out for Right, definitely, yeah. Yeah. So, Terrell and Chekhov are there, again. First time we're seeing them, too. Yep, after their uh, ear problems. (laughs) Ear problems. Uh, Uh, It's good to see that they're... Yeah, the one thing I'll notice here is that um, Chekhov looks like he's engaged in what is going on. Terrell just looks like he is a robot, and he's just, like, staring off into space. He totally is. He's, yeah, absolutely. Although I can't quite tell. I mean, Terrell's more obvious. He's just staring across the room. Is Chekhov watching? Because Joaquin gets up and moves around. Yeah, Chekhov looks like he's just sitting there, too, but maybe his eyes are a little more. Well, first he's looking at Khan, like when you have the wider shot. He's definitely looking at Khan, and then when I feel like they do a close-up on Joaquin, he's looking at him. But Terrell totally is, like, not even paying attention to what's going on. Right. That's the wax dummy of Terrell, yeah. could be, right? <laughs> uh, so, Joaquin... Uh, well, actually, so... This, uh, he helms, helms woman, says, Course Intercept Enterprise ready, sir, and Khan says, excellent. And then he says, helmsman. Yes. Is he getting... Is he about... Was Did he get interrupted by Joaquin, or... Was he just saying really slowly, excellent helmsman? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I feel like um, he's like about to say something and Joaquin interrupted him. I'm like, oh, man, that's if he's interrupting him, well, he's going to get I almost, I almost feel like, isn't isn't he the helmsman? Isn't Joaquin the helmsman? And she is the navigator. Oh, is that it? So she, I, I mean, I'm not sure quite what the difference is, but she probably does like the things like, plots the course and I, I, I'm, I'm going to guess because I always thought like Sulu was the helmsman so he's sitting in quote Sulu's seat so I think when he's asking the question he's like helmsman you know asking the question and he Joaquin's like sir may, may I speak and right. I think that's where it you know where she's like uh, course to intercept sir you know course to intercept you know ready sir and he's like excellent and uh you know, he's like helmsman because I think you see Joaquin. He's uh, I don't know if he how he 
But he turns around and he, uh, yeah, it's a weird kind of, it could be just one of those weird dialogue things that, like. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because I don't see, you don't see Joaquin raise his hand and then, you know, Khan say, oh, Helmsman. Right. Acknowledge him. Right, yeah. Maybe we did, because it is, there is a weird cut. It's the cut from the outside to the inside of the bridge. Um, so Joaquin gives his speech, right? We're all with you. Consider this. We are free. We have, it's a, this, the whole little speech is, it feels like a little bit like if you came into the film late, you got caught yeah. up. Yep. Oh yeah. The exposition in a way, but we just saw all this stuff, you know. So we're free. We have a yep. ship that means we will. Um, you proved yourself. Yep. Um, I mean, it goes on. It go, goes on more, but um, but oh, sorry, yeah, jumped ahead. I jumped ahead a second. Um, you know, and we obviously know where the where the conversation goes, but yep. Do you agree with Joaquin here? Like, obviously. Khan has a huge beef with Kirk and we're obviously going to get into that more next minute but Joaquim is like I think he's trying to think of the preservation and be like we're free you know we, we've beaten you know we're, we're, we have a ship here we can go wherever we want and you know we've escaped you know we were in permanent exile on that crap planet and <laughs> you know I, I feel like he's like he's almost giving Khan the out like oh totally giving him an out yeah let's 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 take the money and run right, right? so do you what we're at yeah so do you agree with him that do I agree with him that they should, they should they should go they should just they should take they off they should just leave and you know go wherever they may be and you know well, I think that would, I think that would be the smart decision right yeah uh, it would be a terrible movie if they did <laughs> okay Helmsman but of course yeah. for. Indulge, indulge yourself. Off we go. Um, I don't know because I, I suppose they could have done that. And then it would been a whole different movie. Like it's the <laughs> then it's the find Khan and get him, you know, exile him again. Would have been all you know, like a big chase film or something like that. But uh, um, yeah, I feel for Joaquin a little bit. Right? He's you can tell he's like I, I've had it. You know, I was right. they were frozen for three hundred years. You know, they get, they're get woken up and they're on the Enterprise for a few days or however long that, that episode lasts, you know, and then they're banished to this planet and then the planet blows up next door and they're living in a sandstorm for 14 years. <laughs> this guy's at his limit. Now he's like, I'm on a, a ship and there's food and they just get me out of here yep. and find me a planet where I can just go hide for the rest of my life. Right. Well, there's only um, there's only 14 of them left, you know. Yeah. They, they were on that planet for 15 years. They're probably like, yeah, get me out of here. Like, I, I just want to go and hang for a while and not have to worry about stupid bugs crawling in my ear and living in this tinfoil, uh, you know, thing with rags that are acting as my breathing apparatus. Yeah. The, uh, the helm, the, the lady crew member behind, yes, uh, behind Joaquin while he's talking, she turns around and is watching him. Do you think, um, they're, Maybe a couple. And she's like, she's like, oh, she's like, please, please, Khan, say yes. No, I, I actually thought the exact opposite. I thought like, he, she was like, how dare you, like, Uh-oh. like as he's saying this, she sort of, seeing where he's going with it, and is sort of like, almost like we've pledged ourselves to Khan, and you're trying to flee. So she's she's giving them traitor eyes. Yes, I almost feel like she's giving him the traitor eyes. Well, maybe. I guess we'll find out in the next minute. See what happens. Yeah. Cool. Um, 
Well, do you have anything else for this minute? I think we hit the we hit the end. We, uh, Joaquin ends with you approved. Yep. We'll find out in the next minute what he what he what he's talking about. But uh, did you have anything else for this one? I don't. Um, but this was a uh, I, I kind of like this minute how we switched sort of perspectives. You know, from Enterprise preparing to go out, and we're sort of getting a little bit more into the you know the plan that Khan has. You know, they're obviously going to intercept the Enterprise, so there's big big to do coming. Right. Yeah, we, we've set it up now. We are now in the. This is kind of the mode we're going to be in for most of the rest of the film. Yeah. Of the you know the, the, the dueling bridges and, and Yeah, I feel like the the setup is complete. Like yes, we we fully understand you know, you know Kirk's motivations. You know for his attitude, we feel you know Khan and his motivations, and they're all heading for one big confrontation. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, then with that, then let's wrap it up. And uh, I will just say shout out to all of you uh, nerds out there. If you want to find us online uh, and continue the discussion about this minute, I know we've gone a little long on this one. Uh, you can uh, 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 join up on the Rathacon Minute Listener Federation on Facebook or drop us a line, uh, podcast at rathaconminute.com. If you uh, drop us an email, we'll, uh, we'll read it on the air. Uh, that'd be great. Um, if you want to uh, please go out to iTunes and uh, uh, give us a rating and drop us a review, we'd always love to get your feedback on what we can, what we're doing right, what we can do better. And um, we will be back again here on Friday. Friday. Uh, Friday with Minute 42 of Star Trek Two here at the Ravicon Minute. <laughs>